Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. This is episode 46. By Christmas, we should be on the big 5-0. So we've managed to time it almost perfectly to where the last one of the year probably will be episode 50, I think. So we've done a really good job there. I think it was the second week in January we started, so the last week in December. Perfect timing. I, of course, am Johnny Goldsmith. Hello? I was just saying, Johnny, sorry to to interrupt. Um, I think you are spot on if we're... uh... If we're 46 tonight, mm-hmm. it'll be 47 next week. Oh, no, it'll be 49. The beardies will be 49. Right. I think. Okay. So we'll we'll start off the new year with 50, I think. I think. I love that. Of course, I am Johnny Goldsmith here, joined by that wrestling guy, as you've already heard, Stu's here. Hello, Stu. Hello. Hello, Johnny. I, I jumped my cue, but I'm all good. Yeah, so good to hear. And of course, joined by J.E. Russell Talk as well. How are you doing, Johnny? Well, I knew not to interrupt you when you were doing your intro. I thought <laughs> I'd leave that to you. <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, I'm very well, thank you. That's good to hear. Um, and there's actually a lot to dissect from Survivor Series. We kind of had fantasy booking of things that would happen. And well, they actually did end up happening. And of course, an extra return as well, which we'll have to dissect as well, because I'm very happy to see that one. But let's go straight into the War Games match. And we all went for the same predictions in every single match here. Because Dragon Lee was replaced by, uh, replaced Carlito in his match against Santos Escobar, but we still went for Santos. But the first match, I know that you're going to have a lot to say on it. It's the Women's War Games match, Stu. So I'll let you have the floor with this, my friend. Go right ahead. I mean, to be fair, the match itself I thought was quite good. I, I enjoyed the match. Um, it's amazing what happens when you have an actual team together that come out. And I thought that the um, the outfits and the entrance for damage control was very good. Were really, really good. Um, my biggest pet peeve was that despite... EO Sky pulling off another fantastic sort of moment from the top of the cage. And despite Kyrie Zane having her first sort of her first, you know, big, big moment back since her return, and EO Sky being champion, and Asuka having her first real sort of moment with damage control, you could say, this match still has to be about. Becky Lynch and Charlotte. That's essentially what it was. Um, Charlotte, I've said it once, I'll say it 100 times, she could line up 150 people for her moonsault and she'd miss them all. Like, she just can't do it. Um, <laughs> and, and, by the way, I couldn't do it, but I'm not, I wouldn't ever try and do it. Um, and then we have, you know, Becky Lynch from Raw getting the deciding pin in the SmackDown match, which says all that needs to be said about how Becky Lynch has to be put involved in, in everything. Um, I felt sorry for Bailey because she saved every member of damage control in about a minute 
and then got pinned. Um, yeah, wrong, wrong team won for me, which I think really impacted my overall enjoyment of the match. But it, you know, it wasn't awful. It was it was a good match. I'm just bitter about the end, to be honest. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure, uh, Johnny. Uh, yeah, I thought this. Uh, I thought this was a great match. Um, yeah, let's not get it twisted. The 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 wrong team. The wrong team did win. It should have been mm. damage control. Stu's right. Becky is a raw superstar. So why she got the pin, um, I don't know. Uh, they're all incredibly talented, but I assumed naively so going into the match that Shotzi was in the match to probably take the pin. Um, so it was refreshing to see that that didn't happen from that aspect. That was mm -hmm. nice to see um, because yeah. for me, that would have been quite predictable. I thought that's how they were going to go. They didn't. Uh, yeah, EO's move, uh, getting inside the trash can. I mean, that's nuts. If you like, as soon as you got that on, if she loses her balance and goes backwards, that's potentially game yeah. over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was nuts. Um, so, Charlotte's moonsault, I think if no one's there, she can perfectly land on her feet. I think she. I think it's a lovely moonsault if she's going to land on her feet. I think she could do that perfectly. But you're right, she does over-rotate. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this match, but I don't know where damage control goes from here because they really needed that win to cement themselves as the uh, a female... Obviously, I'd say a female judgment day. I know they have a female in the judgment day, but a female judgment day, a dominant women's, a dominant women's faction... I guess they've got to kick Bailey out at some point so we can go to Bailey versus EO at WrestleMania, but I guess they can't do that just yet because that's still a ways away yet. But the match itself, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was good, really, really good. Yeah, I certainly enjoyed the match. It's just, as you say, the wrong person wins. And it is possible to, I don't know, you can be, we can say sports entertained by this match, but let's just like, it was going so well. And then they went with that decision. And, I just don't understand where this leaves damage control. I mean, if they can't beat a team of makeshift women when they should be, as you say, the most dominant team, then where does that leave them? I mean, can they really stay together? Because no one's really going to be able to take them seriously. What do you think, lads? Uh, I agree. I, and I, I think the only... The only logical sense, the only logical thing, or WWE logic, should I say, is like we say, they go, well, Bailey, you're the one that got got pinned. You cost us the match. Like we're going to kick you out, and that's going to make us stronger. However, like I said, in real logic, if Bailey hadn't have broken up two submissions and a pin forty seconds earlier. Someone else would have taken would have taken the loss. So would mm. that men would that men mean they kick that person out? Like it, it's clearly been been sort of driven towards it being Bailey that's kicked out. But to be honest, if, if it if it leads to Bailey getting a WrestleMania main event and women winning the women's title, I am all for it. But I don't know if I want to see you know six months of Bailey getting absolutely beaten down before that happening. I mean, that's one way to turn a get the fans to back her, I guess, because they're going to feel sorry for her. 
Yeah, I guess it's difficult, isn't it, as well? Because I suppose as much as she's a heel, EO Sky is very popular. We saw that mm. against Bianca at Backlash, didn't we? Bianca was supposed to be the face and kind of mm. got, didn't get that sort of reaction because of how popular EO yeah. is. Uh, Johnny, here's a question for you. So obviously we're not too pleased with the winner, but try and give me a, a positive as to why this team won instead of damage control. Because it has 50% of the uh, horsewomen in it and they are pioneers and have paved the way for the new wave of wrestlers that we see today. There we go. There's something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What an answer. <laughs> what a diplomatic answer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, you know, we may as well just say that's because you're Ric Flair's daughter and you can't lose a match because you're in it. That's that's pretty much what it is with anything with Charlotte. And I don't like having to blame her for getting the win here, but she's never going to be on a losing team, even if she's got nothing to do with the pinfall, nothing to do with anything regarding the loss, she still they just won't ever have her on a losing side. And it gets very annoying. Mm. Um, and but, but go on. I was just going to say, I could, um, I could also be wrong as well, but I'm pretty sure that Bianca has a 100% War Games win record. I think she's been in three, I want to say. I'm pretty sure she's been in. She's she she has been in three, but I I could be wrong. And Johnny's usually the one for this. I thought she was against Team Rhea a couple of years ago on NXT when Rhea pinned Shayna. Uh, I thought okay. Bianca was on Team Shayna. Okay, maybe I've got the I one could, wrong. I, I I could be wrong. Maybe I'm not. Yeah, it's one of those no, things. I, where I could I could very well be wrong. Sure. Yeah, I don't actually know um, in that run because it's the as I said the NXT ones. I haven't really watched them. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm but I've just had a sure. quick look there, and uh, you're correct. Yes, I've just had a look. Bianca has lost um, in NXT, and actually, Eo Sky was on the team with her that night. Ah. So interesting, ah. and against against Dakota Kai. And I've just thought about that actually. Dakota Kai, her and Eo have always been against each other till this group. I don't know if you remember like NXT. They were like. Arch rivals essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was in 2019. So that was uh, back when Rhea hadn't quite realized who she is. Just that, yeah, that, that <laughs> was just, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Rhea pinned Shayna and then not long after beat her for the NXT Women's Championship. So overall, lads, were we sports entertained by this one? Yeah, for, for, for yeah, bell to bell, what we saw, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Excellent. Um, so we'll move on to the next match, which again was a, a makeshift match, really. Oh, well, I guess it was probably planned all along to do it this way, but Johnny will have Santos Escobar taken on Dragon Lee. What do we make of this? So... Both of these guys are incredibly talented, and I'm really loving this uh, this heel turn from Santos. I think he's great. He should be a heel for forever and a day. And um, the match was good. It was just very short. Um, the 
the the right person won again we all went for santos uh we went for santos thinking it was going to be against carlito but even when we found out it was going to be dragon lee we still we still stuck with santos because he's just turned heel he can't lose this i guess they're trying to push dragon lee to the moon um it is working i'm behind him i'm liking what he's doing um i just i just don't think at this moment in time Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee is a PLE match and draws the the eyes in on the product. Personally, main event, go and main event, go and main event SmackDown. I'd be more than happy to watch that. I just, I, as I say, I think they're both incredibly talented. Just at this moment in time, it doesn't make sense for me for that to be a PLE match. I did enjoy the match, like I say. I just thought it was too quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think it was. Um... Again, very good match, but so, so short. And they could have a series of matches here. Stu, do you think this is um, mm. a one and done, or what do you Definitely. think could happen here? No, I I, I agree with, with what you boys have said. I think it was it was good, and Escobar is just such a good heel. Such, such mm. a good heel. And I would, I would presume we're going to see one, if not two more matches between, between these two. Um, because I think it, with everything that's that is happening and is going to happen along with with the LWO, I mm-hmm. think it makes sense for there to to be a couple of more matches. I don't see that suddenly, you know, they've had this match and then Santos is going to move on to different things and the LWO are going to move on to different things. I think they're gonna they're gonna stay sort of in battle with each other in some way, shape, or form. And I would not be surprised to see Carrillo and um, Gaza up with Escobar at some point, which I wouldn't be against, but it's the wrong choice, in my opinion, when you've got Del Toro and Wild already there. Yeah, because I think if you look at that, it's going to mean that what happens to them, because Santos is kind of the reason why they're there, and without yeah. him, it just feels like there isn't much for them. Yeah. And they'll they'll get yeah. what what could happen, and it it shouldn't happen because they're very good. If you actually ever get to see them wrestle, they're they're very good. They'll get they'll get lost in the shuffle because Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio. Well, rightly, he's earned that. Dragon Lee is the one they're pushing to replace. You know, be the next Rey Mysterio. Carlito is Carlito, and then Zelina Vega, not. Not that she is the token woman of LWO, but what I mean is she is the woman of the LWO, so she that's her own niche in general. Mm. Like, yeah. you know, she is the only one. That is that niche for her. So Del Toro and Wild are a bit like they're just other people in LWO, personally. So that's why I think they should have gone back with yeah. South Wales Escobar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And do you think... Do you think there's any space for Axiom in all of this? Do we get them again, or what do you think, Johnny? Um, so again, I really like Axiom. the The dude is incredibly talented. I think I don't know. I was going to say I don't know if there's room for him on SmackDown because they've already got that sort of 
they've got the Dragon Lee, the Santos, like all, all the those sort of high flyers. Maybe you could go to Raw, but then obviously you've got like the likes of Ricochet that are out here doing that sort of stuff on Raw. Really, what they need is a is a cruiserweight division again because the cruiserweights in WWE are the best they've been since the likes of Paul London, Brian Kendrick, Evan Bourne. All it's like the best it's been since then. It's really really good at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So they could absolutely do something there. I think Axiom does deserve to come up. I just don't know if he ends up on the same brand as Dragon Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is an issue with uh, cruiserweights. If there isn't a title for them to compete for, because the United States title and Intercontinental title, like that's pretty much all they've got. And you're not really going to expect them to beat, well, Gunter, you know. <laughs> And if they what else have they got? You know, the 24-7 title, I guess, was the only thing which they could have competed for. Um, but after that, there's nothing. Mm. Can I um, ask Stu a question quickly? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Is that is that why Rhea's so successful? Because she's the token woman of, uh, of Judgment Day. I mean, Rhea's so successful because she's Rhea bloody Ripley, but I mean, I think, <laughs> but I think even even when Rhea wasn't the women's champion, she stood out within the Judgment Day because because she, you know, that's her own, that's the market, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like you've got mm. kind of if they brought in, you know, Rhea Ripley and uh, I don't know, even Raquel Rodriguez or someone like that, I think that would lose some of its power because you then have two of the same sort of similar people um the same as if you bring in you know as much as i've rooted for someone like Dijak to get in with um in with the judgment day he's very very similar to damien priest and i you know i think each for me a um let me just keep going (laughs) for, for me um a successful faction has people in it that they look good together but also you can see where they fit individually yeah and Mm -hmm. you know i think that's that works for me i think if i I guess i mean could you say jd mcdonough and finn are similar maybe but I mean, I think JD was trained by Finn, wasn't he? So, yeah, I, I suppose again, that's the story, isn't it? That's the that's the niche within that 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 Finn is the mentor for JD. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, regarding this match, as I say, Dragon Lee Santos, there's a, I think there's an opportunity for a trio of matches, maybe or something like yeah. that. I, I do feel so. like. LWO against uh, Legado del Fantasma, I guess, is where they'll be heading with this somewhere down the line. Um, as I mentioned, Dragon Lee, I feel like it's going to be heading into WrestleMania, probably the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It's something along those lines he'll be probably winning because I imagine they'll put him as like one of the top um, he'll, top baby faces in the mid card in SmackDown, essentially. That would just seem it would seem weird though, like not not in a bad way, but like it's almost a little bit like Rey Mysterio when he won the Royal Rumble. It would mm-hmm. seem quite quite peculiar, but I wouldn't be against it. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Johnny is uh, nice of you to join us. Uh, 
Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah. So, were we sports entertained by this that? one? Let's talk about it. Were we sports entertained by Santos? Uh, no. I'm going to say no. It could have been longer and better, yes. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I would... Oh, was I Was I or wasn't I sport... For the... For the time that they wrestled, I was sports entertained, but it's a little Sorry, bit the like... The right person won. The right person definitely The right person win. did win, yeah. I suppose Absolutely. It, it's almost yeah. a little bit like, um, you know, when Brock Lesnar used to have his, like, two-and-a-half-minute squash matches. Like, can you can you be sports entertained by a match that doesn't go long enough? And pro- probably yeah. not. I'm gonna, I will probably agree and say no, but we did all get a point on this because we all did say Escobar would win. Yeah, and there's no forfeits today because there can't be. Um, but I do already have one in mind for whoever loses the next forfeit that isn't me. And it's <laughs> going to be a, it's going to be a wonderful video on the snapbacks TikTok. I can tell you that much. So let's move on to <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship, Johnny. This is for you. This one, Gunter defeated the Miz by submission. Again, another match where Gunter uses something else. I thought this match was great. I think the Miz is doing some of the best work he's done in a in a in a minute. Like, when did the Miz start doing Hurricanranas and like the DDTs where you spin around their body and like why is he doing lucha shit? I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> like the the Miz, the Miz is like give the dude his fucking flowers he's so good we say this all the time he does what he's asked when he's asked to do it never complains can you be a transitional champion yeah sure can you get pinned by snoop dog yeah sure can you go out and have this banger of a match with gunther yeah sure but credit to gunther as well at the same time because gunther doesn't put on a bad match it's banger after bat mm-hmm. like Seamus says it's banger after banger after banger with gunther this was a great match we knew that gunther was going to retain the miz is one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time gunther sorry is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time and the longest reigning mm-hmm. i could watch these two i if they if they were like yeah we're gonna have another match with these two and then a rubber match at the end i'd be down to see it i could watch these two go again i thought it was great really enjoyed it very much so, yes. Um, uh, Stu, what do we think of your boy in Stu in uh, Gunter in this match? Yeah, I absolutely agree with what um Jay said. Like, I thought it, was, thought it was so good. I think it's it's credit to Gunther that he maintains this aura of being ridiculously dominating in every match he's ever in, whilst mm-hmm. also letting while also letting his opponent put so much offense in and take so many bumps like it's just it's magical it's really good to watch and like you say johnny he i know his his finisher is you know the last symphony the power bomb but he wins matches in so many different ways i just think it's so good so good um yeah i did it's refreshing to see that it is absolutely, mm. absolutely. Um, I did miss Ludwig Kaiser taking Gunther's jacket, though. That's pretty unfortunate that we didn't get to see that. Um, but yeah, this is this is so good. I it wouldn't surprise me if they went if they ran this back one more time, maybe. Um, and <laughs> again, I think we'd have the same outcome. I think that I think Gunther would would win. But 
we often have have conversations around you know the the greatest of all time and stuff like that and i'm not saying that like the miz is the greatest of all, of all time but like there are parts of his game that i think have to be mentioned in that conversation because mm -hmm. because of everything he does even if it is just that is he one of the greatest company men of all time that will do whatever you want him to do like because he is yeah. like you say oh uh, we you we win money or you know nick money in the bank off otis and then cash in and then lose it after two weeks yeah fine that's all right that's no problem like you know all, all this stuff he'll, he just does and you know he's suddenly he suddenly now turned face but is acting exactly the same and i think that takes a special talent within itself as well yes and and do you know what i really <laughs> like about him sorry do you know what i really like about him as well is he'll go and like all right they're not a blockbuster films but he'll go and do a film he'll go and do dancing with the stars and he'll go and do miss 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 and mrs or whatever it's called but he's still got time at the end of the day for wwe and never forgets where he come from and what got him to where he is now mm -hmm. and that i really really appreciate yeah you got like obviously the bigger names in hollywood from wrestling who sometimes you wonder if they're kind of just aren't really bothered about WWE anymore. And I think some of them might be like that, but Miz certainly, certainly isn't. Um, and it, he does a lot of these movies that go straight to DVD. Mm. And uh, I just, I kind of feel sorry for him in that sense because he's so good at what he does, but he still hasn't really broke into Hollywood properly because he still isn't doing like major roles in films. I think he, he could eventually, but he needs that. Like he deserves that so much. I think I think he'll go down potentially. I mean, the way he the way he wrestles and the way he performs and stuff, I still think he's got a lot of time left him in. Like he, he looks probably better than he has done in in a long time. But I wouldn't be surprised if he actually went down the like host route in some way, shape or form and have his own see. talk show of some variety that isn't Ms. T V, like an actual Proper one. I was, I was thinking the like the <laughs> sitcom route. I could see him being like a regular yeah. in a sitcom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, I don't know, if they re if they rebooted Two and a Half Men or something, I could totally see him being in something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I, I also feel like when people talk about Miz and Easy's flowers, I think everyone is starting to show him that. And I know that people saying give the man his flowers, but. Isn't everyone doing that now? Like, I do feel people are really respecting him yeah. a lot more. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, as I said, he isn't going to be one of my all-time favourites, but in terms of work ethic, he is up there with the best of them, like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, save this one for you, Stu. It is Rhea Ripley against Zoe Stark for the World Women's World Championship. Talk me through this one and be honest here. Was it not too short? It was too short. It it, it was too short. They could they, but again, like I don't know, and I'm not the only one that said this now because Jay said it after um, Crown Jewel. But Rhea is just a star. Like she just mm -hmm. is. Like I, I I did a video about it earlier today. Like from from that the first moment that she came out on saturday 
like the music the the attire the pyro the announcement like just the way she carried herself is just mm. i personally think head and shoulders above any other um female talent in the on the roster right now like just and I, yeah. I i know i guess you know she gets she gets more of an opportunity because we do see the judgment day you know more than we see most other things at, at the minute but she still has to do it do you know what i mean like she mm-hmm. she she doesn't she hasn't sunk at that opportunity um but i i i really really enjoyed this match and i've said it said it before i think zoe stark will will be huge um i've got no idea what that flip thing she did off the like onto rear was yeah. but it was brilliant whatever whatever it was it was brilliant um yeah. the the super kick she hit on rear was was brilliant um you know I, I but yeah i do i would like to see these two go again but you know give them give them five six minutes longer to do it um i also absolutely it's chef's kiss for me how Rhea sings her own song when she's like when she's walking to the ring. I just think it's brilliant. I just think it's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I think we were all we were all fairly sure on what was going to happen in this match. Um, but you know, if if this happened, you know, maybe at the Rumble, I might have had. Well, I wouldn't have had second doubts because I'm not going to doubt Rhea. But it it could have happened. Um, but, and Zoe will be a women's champion maybe this time next year but definitely in the next 18 months she she will have been a women's world champion in some variety because she's very good yeah absolutely um, Zoe has all the tools that's needed besides her mic work which mm-hmm. We're still working on that with the women's division. I feel like because of the years, the women weren't really um, needed to talk that much. And I think, obviously, the last few years, things have changed. But I wonder if like the promo classes that they have still has some work that needs to be done. Because you can just tell that they're not comfortable when they talk, for the most part. Some of them are. But you can tell some of them just aren't comfortable talking on the mic. And, you know, the men as well. So I think this... um, seems to be a very special talent that can get you into them by the way they speak. Um, so, Johnny, what do you think of the match? Oh, well, I thought it was shit. No, I didn't. I just wanted to see Stu's face. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was very good. Um, I'm going to caveat this with hashtag not a simp, but Rhea Ripley's uh, outfit was incredible. Her ring gear was incredible. I thought that was really great. Um I really liked Zoe's war paint as well. I thought that was a nice touch, seeing as it was war games. Um, I liked that. Uh, Zoe is probably the best call-up from NXT they've had this year. Um, I would say it could potentially end up being Dragon Lee, but he's only just come up and Zoe's been up for a little while. She's worked with Trish. She's worked with Becky. She's gone straight into the main event scene of the women's division. She was in that fatal five way. She's been in this match, but it's like Stu said, Rhea Ripley is a star. Like there's everyone else. And then there is Rhea sitting Roman level of of the female division. She's there. The match itself, like, again, I'm nicking all his ideas. That flip, whatever the hell that was, was so impressive. But 
when you get hit with the riptide, you're not coming back from that, are you? So, and we, like you say, we were all pretty confident Rio was going to win. But yeah, I enjoyed the match. But again, stealing Stu's words, it could have been a little bit longer. But yeah, I did enjoy it. Yep, absolutely. So take that. We are both sports entertained by this match then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So let's yeah. go to the Royal Rumble, uh, Stu. And Rio needs an opponent. What do you think we're going to go with that? So, Big Jamie. <laughs> I, I, um, I still would absolutely love WWE to go balls crazy, strap the rocket on Rhea. Not that they, they, although they already have, and I and have Rhea just be like, yeah, I'm Rhea bloody Ripley. No one is as good as me. I'm going to enter the Rumble, and Rhea wins it. And then gets on at the end and goes, I told you. And then we see Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. And then okay. uh, uh, I don't. And again, this is not going to sound great because of how many times I say I don't want Cody to win the Rumble because I don't want someone to win it two years in a row. But like, I just think that would be so good. It would be a really, and it, it would work for Rhea's character in the story. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, realistically, you're probably going to look at Cargill if if she isn't put on to SmackDown to have a have a feud with Bianca or Charlotte. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I mean, don't don't hate on me, but I don't quite see Liv Morgan as a as a genuine threat as a Royal Rumble winner, I would I would have someone like Shayna Baszler over that. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean to be fair, there's there's quite a few women within within the division that that could do it. But I think it does also depend on other storylines. For example, could you have could you have Bailey win the Rumble to go after EO to get her revenge on being kicked out the of damage control? Yeah. Or you know, if if not, yeah. How how do you how do you set up two championship matches if you don't have someone win win the rumble? I guess because, but I I would I would like to see I'd like to see it be Bailey because I'd like to see her face EO. Um, but then I'm not sure how you get to Rhea's challenger. Um, but I think if yeah. if they go down the route of it being Bailey potentially to face EO, then I would not be surprised to see Cargill versus Rhea, which would just be very good. I think yes, that would be yeah. very, very physical. Well, I think at the Royal Rumble, because we don't want like to make it believable that she can lose a match. And if she's in the Royal Rumble, it's very likely that People are going to be like, well, how are you going to throw her over the rope? I think she fights Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble in a one-on-one match because, again, Nia Jax, if she's in the Royal Rumble, based on you know physicality and stuff, she should be someone who should win that, right? But if she's got a women's title match, then she won't be in it. And I think that they brought her in, and I just feel like there's a, a title match for her somewhere. Not saying I'd particularly want to see Nia Jax win a Royal Rumble or main event a WrestleMania match, but they'll give her one. You know, I do think that's what they'll do. 
yeah. somewhere. Um, Johnny, what do you reckon about Rhea's opponent at the Royal Rumble? I don't particularly agree with the idea of her winning it, but that's just... <laughs> so, I, I would have her in the Rumble, but I wouldn't have her win it. I would have her in the Rumble and then prove that she is beatable, but in the sense of throwing her over the top rope. So it's not it's not a loss for her. It's not being pinned. But just add to that element, well, actually, you can get the better of Rhea Ripley. So I would have her enter it, but not win it. And then wh- whoever wins the Rumble, it's got to be Jade or, or Becky or someone, hasn't it? And then to, to go for Rhea, it's got to be someone like that. But yeah, as far as the Rumble goes, I actually wouldn't have her defend the title at the Rumble. I'd have her enter it thinking that she's confident and all of that, but actually getting eliminated. She'd last 25, 30 minutes, but she just wouldn't win it. That's how I'd book it anyway. Okay. Yeah, um, I think the women's one, as we say every year, actually, is probably the most unpredictable Royal Rumble match. But the men's one is looking that way as well now as well because there's so many people who actually yeah they could win this even roman reigns like he could enter that match and win it as well just to really annoy everyone <laughs> i mean to, to be fair i probably would say i if if the women's money in the bank contract was still in play i would be more inclined to have rear enter the rumble and win it because at that point she could say how good she is and be like just tired and beaten down. Then you could have had EO cash in so that, mm. you know, Rhea lost and doesn't have the title, but actually she's just gone through all of that and it kind of makes sense. But yeah, mm. I, I guess cause it's very, very unlikely that that's going to happen of Rhea being in the rumble. I would probably lean towards Bailey, but we'll see. We will see. Here's um here's one for you lads. Uh, slight <laughs> tangent, but obviously you just mentioned Roman. Right, we know that the IWC gets wild at times. Right, they are very much like to voice their opinion. Yeah. Who do you think would drive them more crazy winning the Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns or Logan Paul? Because they would hate either option. Uh, probably Roman Reigns. Probably, probably would because, be because of I can't believe we're saying that because of the fact that Logan Paul people have started to appreciate how good he is and obviously we know the good Roman is good but Roman doesn't appear all year then wins a Royal Rumble match and he's world champion where Logan Paul he is a mid card champion so I guess he's got something to go for where Roman winning it is kind of like I can have the night off now because oh. no one can win this could anyway you, so could, <laughs> you, could you just imagine that if Roman wins the Rumble and then just goes, yeah, um, doesn't appear at Mania. Like, he just holds like, he just like, doesn't yeah, appear. Like, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> or he just appears and just walks down to the ring and is just like, acknowledge me, and then just fucks off again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, the love first-time things and, uh, well, actually, Hogan won it when he was champion, but the idea is like a world champion now winning the royal rumble match and just like yeah well that's <laughs> left then because <laughs> this is your opportunity to fight me and obviously no one can now and um, but you know that leaves a space for that Holmes to main event night too with cm punk you know it does it does yeah 
But what do you what well yeah, what do you think, Johnny? Do you think it Logan Paul or Roman is more hated for that? I mean it's gotta be right it's gotta be Roman, hasn't it? I think yeah. Roman gets the bigger heat if he wins that match rather than Logan Paul. Because like you say, Logan's still got something to go for. Roman's already there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd I'd say Roman as well, I think. Oh, they could do a really this is like I'm living in Vincent Mann's fucking land here because this is how he would do it. He could win it and then challenge Seth Rollins. And then, then beat Seth Rollins. <laughs> God's sake, not another title unification. Please. Just split all belts. Just split all belts. No more title unification. Unless Rollins beats him. You'd be all right with that. I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. Um, God, I'm, yeah, but I'm such a hypocrite. No, no unifications, please. Just like we've got two belts, just keep it that way. That's that's that. And even so, he's still called the undisputed champion, but he's not. Like he's not the undisputed champion, but they're still going with that name. Um, we're not stupid. <laughs> like, come on. Um, of course, we do have three returns to discuss tonight. But the first one, arguably the biggest one of the lot. Our truth is back. Fifty-four there times. He is. 54-time 24-7 champion. United States champion. You know, he pinned Shinsuke clean for that belt once, you know. He's been there since about 2001. Like, he was there and left and came back. He's been there since forever. And is there anything that's going to happen with this? Or is it just yes, a reaction? What's going to happen? I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to get some peace. When I say to you boys, oh, I'm not going to get to watch Raw until blah, blah, blah. And you can stop saying, oh, R-Truth came back and he cashed in. He's the world champion. R-Truth did this. R-Truth climbed the ladder and did this. R-Truth found the 24-7 title. R-Truth's back. Yes, he is back. I'm glad he's back because you two can stop. Well, it's you, say right, though, that. You, now, you say that, but now he's now actually, actually back. Pete Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's actually back. What's going to happen is he's going to challenge Rollins for a title match and we're going to joke and he say, oh, look, our truth's the new world champion. Then you're like, no, he's not. And then he actually is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, He's so good, man. That guy, he is a Hall of Famer. I don't know what they're holding. Well, I mean, because he hasn't retired yet. So I guess that's the last thing for him to be there for is to get that Hall of Fame um, induction, which may as well next year or the year after go for it you know yeah i i i reckon we'll probably see a few a few comedy skits with um the alpha academy and our truth um but he's another one you can just ask him to do whatever do whatever and he will do it and he will do it very well um you know so i'm 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 happy to see truth back um i'll always be happy to see our truth same. Oh, he's so good, man. And um, we are going to move on to the main event. It is the men's war games match. And well, either of you lads just take it away because there's a lot to discuss here. We'll get to the after the match at the end. Um, but this, of course, did include the return of Randy Orton. There was a cash in that almost happened, and I think Stu had something he was planning to say regarding this um, not cashing in moment. Just logic, please. Just use logic. Like, 
I fully understand in WWE logic that they needed to wait till the particular moment because otherwise they wouldn't have had the moment set up for Randy to return. Like, and I, I get that, but just surely, surely, if you see, if you've got the advantage and Seth starts off, Priest then goes, well, if I come in next, we've got a two-on-one for three minutes with the world champion and the cage is locked. Like, why logically would you not cash in at that point? I don't understand. So, but I, I do get in, in WWE land, it has to be done that way so that Orton could, could come back. But it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me logically that, yeah, they could have had a guaranteed two-on-one or Priest could have had a guaranteed two-on-one against Seth and cashed in. But he didn't. He waited till it was a four-on-three. And admittedly, it worked because they did lay him out. But, yeah, I just, yeah. But, you know, like I say, we saw Orton come back from it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, got to see Rhea's face. Rhea's face when uh, Randy Orton's music happened was uh, (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Johnny, what do you think? Firstly, JD McDonough, what a hero. What a hero to take that. What a yes. hero to take that RKO yeah. from the top yeah. of the cage. It's when they show the replay and he soars through the air and he's got both arms out and he's just like just coming back down to the game. It's just it's, it's the best thing. Um, in regards to Priest not cashing in, I'm it's becoming a hindrance to Damien Priest, but I do wonder if they're trying to keep the belt on Seth for as long as possible to make it seem more prestigious before they do start passing it around to have the first title reign of this new belt be quite lengthy. But as I've just said, it's becoming a hindrance to Damian Priest because he's a big guy and he's got this briefcase. Smaller guys have already cashed in successfully by now with this briefcase in the past. Um, It will come on to what you want to talk about what happened after the match which i won't mention just yet but i'm wondering if we could see a cash in tonight on raw because of that um yeah. this match though what a roller coaster um of course the golden child is going to get the pin he's going to get the win um and it came at, again a cost to damian priest um i don't know why both of those things happened when dominic mysterio's there any, JD anyone. McDonough's just taken the biggest RKO we've ever yeah. seen. But pin him. Well, I think I said this on the live, didn't I? They were just walking around. I was like, just pin him. Like, yeah, he's taken that big RKO. Even Bala could have afforded to take. I think Priest was the only one that couldn't afford to take the pin in that match, and they still did it. But like I say, obviously, the Golden Child is going to get the pin. Um, Randy, thank you. So glad you're back. How jacked mm. does the guy look? So good. Like, so good, yes. Best, yeah. The best shape he's probably ever been in in his life, similar yeah. to when Adam Copeland, as he's now known, traitor, came back to, um, <laughs> <laughs> came back to, uh, to WWE. Uh, I wonder if he, after what happened at the end, I wonder if Edge is now sitting there going, oh, I wonder if I made the right choice. Um but that's besides the point. Um, 
this match, though, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Great War Games match. The whole PLE on a whole is right up there as one of the of the year for me. I thought the whole thing was great. Um, yeah, this match, I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed it. And like I said, JD, JD McDonough, what a hero. For sure. Yeah, that ending there, the RKO, that was the perfect way to end it. Now I think about it, yeah, you're right. I don't know why. I think it was just in the moment I was so excited to see Randy back. I don't know if I thought about that, but you're correct. Definitely was the right place to do it. And give him Cody, give Cody the pinfall. Like you can still take the, you can still pin him. You know, you don't have to have Randy pin him, just let Cody do it if that's what they want. And yeah, he does the best power slam in the world, like without a doubt. Yeah. Every single time, it's just crisp as anything and it's beautiful um so randy for you guys ranks in like your top five on both ends yeah yeah number three right okay yeah 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 like as i said with randy it was like he's with 18 months i've really started to appreciate how good he was and from like 2017 onwards i really started to appreciate randy orton i think when he was like 2009 or 2013 i just i did find him quite bland because he didn't the character was no personality really he's a cool calm and calculated guy and the the longer it's gone on i guess i've started to like really go you know what actually it makes sense but at the time when i was watching i don't know the slow matches just weren't doing it for me um but when he really gets going and when he's allowed to show personality he is tremendous like he really is so good you know, so, Legend Killer Randy Orton, I thought was fantastic. Like that early mm-hmm. stage, that was that was great. That um, and credit to him actually for being able to change so much in terms of the personality that he had from being that charismatic, arrogant, brash young lad to this again very quiet and reserved character. It's the same person. It's quite crazy, really. Um, oh, yeah. Just wanted to say, I've seen, now I know we don't trust dirt sheets and reports online. I know we don't trust them. However, I have seen or read somewhere online that apparently after the show, Randy said that he's got 10 years left. Whether that is true or not, I do yeah. not know. There, However, if there is, if there there is a, truth behind video. that, then he absolutely has to be the first 17-time world champion. He absolutely has yes. to be. Yeah. yeah yeah there's a there's a video um, like say that he's like as he's walking to the back he's like doing the um essentially doing the old ty dillinger but you can see he's like putting 10 up and you, you can see his mouth and i've got 10 left so i would mm. i'd assume yeah 10 10 years is... minute minutes <laughs> there's, there's a 10 matches um... 10 matches left <laughs> um no, you're right. The, the 17-time world champion, he really should be the one to take that. But it has to, for me, it's still, I'd want it to be against John Cena, whether it's, you know, but Randy and Cena, uh, you know, two peas in a pod, they have to do that together. I think it would be a dual retirement match where Randy does win, vacates the title afterwards, but they went in together and they go out together. That would be my way of doing it. Yeah, mm. be good. Yeah. And um, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to see them both go at the same time, though, would you? You wouldn't want to see them both go at the same time. No, I wouldn't. But I just think poetic and just it would work, wouldn't it? You know, mm. but it, it would be it's I think people would be more sad when Randy retires than Cena because we're kind of 
already are adjusted to John Cena, not really being around. Yeah. But Randy's like never left for Hollywood. I don't know if he was ever given the chance, but he never left for Hollywood. He stayed there the whole time. And he plans to, you know, I don't yeah, never say never, but I don't expect him to ever turn up on Dynamite, for example. No. No, I think I think if his... they uh... sorry, carry on, Stu. So I think his his relationship backstage with people like Triple H and that I think I I just can't see I can't see him going anywhere else. Um, you know whether whether down the line maybe he uses that as a little bit of leverage if his contract's coming towards the end. But even so, if I'm if I'm Triple H or whoever Nick Khan or whoever makes them decisions, if Randy Orton comes to me and says I want I want this amount and I want this. I go, yeah, go, there you go. Right. You, you exactly. don't let him go. Yeah. You don't let him go. Yeah, and he's obviously tracked like the big star that he is. You know, he's got his bus. He probably gets a private jet. Uh, he gets all of that stuff now. You know, he's a made man. And he'd, going to AW as well, he'd be probably asked to wrestle a lot. And I don't think in WWE he's probably in a position where he can pick and choose when he wrestles. And I think... He's got more space to do what he wants here now because he's reached that level. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. But that was, of course, not the end of the returns. Right at the end, the graphic at the bottom, this is just like what happened last year at Extreme Rules with Bray Wyatt where Seth Rollins has this thing, Matt Riddle's celebrating, the lights go out and out he comes. It happens again. And uh, it was a lot of fun watching this on live when I'm 10 seconds behind you all. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, there's Johnny, like, pretend, like, going, oh, my God. And then you're like, ah, oh, you're not going to fool me. Don't be stupid. And then, of course, his music does come on. It was done perfectly. Like, that needed to happen. It was done amazingly. And CM Punk is, is back in WWE. Never, ever thought I'd be saying that. Here we are. And, uh, well, what do you guys think? Stu, I'll let you go first. I still don't quite know what to think. I think it it definitely shows that you can truly never say never and that water obviously has has gone under the bridge. I think Seth Rollins absolutely has the internet on strings, and I love it because that reaction Mm -hmm. was so good. Um... Also, the reaction of Randy and Punk. If again, if people have seen Randy sat on the chair waving, I think that's so good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I still, I, I think this is going to be one of those things we're never going to know all of the ins and outs. Um, I absolutely don't believe that the deal was done six hours before Survivor Series went on air. Um, I absolutely don't believe that the talent, at least in the in the main event, didn't know. Um, and I think that it just if if Punk now comes back and wants to work, this, this is now Punk's opportunity to do every single thing that he said he was going to do, or that he always wanted to do. You know, he spoke when he left WWE that he wanted to put over lots of talent and do X, Y, and Z. And then he said when he joined AEW, he wanted to work with X, Y, and Z and put over younger talent, X, Y, and Z. 
think of the talent he could now put over in WWE. Like, mm -hmm. and, it, uh, and I think this is also not the defining moment of Punk's career, but this is the moment. If something goes wrong now, he has no defense. Like, it, it, do you know what I mean? This would be WWE twice and AEW. Like, he, he would not have a defense if something goes, if there is controversy or incidents that he's embroiled in now. Like, this, he would have to take that blame for me. But, yeah, 10 years in the making, we didn't think it was ever going to happen. Johnny's reaction, uh, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. <laughs> and um, he, he has to open Raw tonight. I think because yeah. I because I think very much like when he made his AEW debut, the crowd were just rabid for it right from the off. So you may as well just do it, otherwise everything else is just going to get drowned out by the chance for him. So just get that done, get him out first, mm -hmm. and let's see where we go. Also, before uh, Johnny uh, Stu, you are the master of the poker face. Like you didn't react at all. You you said uh, that you didn't want any spoilers, so I tried really <laughs> hard to not. not <laughs> so full credit to you there. Uh, go on, Johnny. Then what? What's what's your thoughts on Philip Brooks? Well, when was the last time we were able to say we saw John Cena, The Rock, Edge, Randy Orton, and CM Punk all come in through WWE in the same year? In 2023, that's just happened. That is, like, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they've gone and pulled the trigger. I thought I had spoiled it for you, but I'm glad that you didn't believe me. And the <laughs> iconic line of "You won't fool me, Johnny." Um, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm, I'm so glad because you, you boys know I hate spoilers. <laughs> and even though it was only 10 seconds, I'm so glad you did not believe me. Um, like Stu says, it's it's make or break now. Um, the internet's going crazy. They're a massive divide. I'm happy to see it, but like like you say, it is make or break. Um, Seth's reaction, I'm not so sure on, purely because of the fact he was swear. Purely because of the fact that he was swearing, and I know it was off air. But that's just something that WWE doesn't do. So that's my only slight thing. Um, people need to stop saying that Drew McIntyre stormed off. No, he didn't. He was already outside the ring. And they told him to leave quickly because of what was about to happen. So Drew's done exactly what he should have done and stayed in character. Fair mm -hmm. play to him, stayed in character and shown that he was pissed off with the match and just stormed up the ramp. Um, yeah. He's absolutely not storming off because CM Punk's back. But if CM Punk can come back to WWE, then literally John Moxley said that he would never come back. I don't believe him. If CM Punk mm. can come back, absolutely anyone can. The door is yeah. wide open for mm. absolutely anyone in yeah. any company, any promotion. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what happens here. Uh, if I could make a prediction or a fantasy booking, uh, I would have um, Seth in a match. I said this to you boys earlier in the chat. I'd have Seth in a match tonight. And then I would have um, Punk come down 
and give him a GTS after the match and then Priest come and cash in because, like we said earlier, Priest is running out of options, have Priest as World Heavyweight Champion by the end of the night, and then Punk and Rollins can go on, have three, four, five, even five matches, all will be absolute bangers, and it doesn't need the title involved, like Stu said before, doesn't need the title. But, um, yeah, it's make or break. Go out and do what it says on the back of your T-shirt. If if mm-hmm. if that's what you truly believe you are, go and show us, but go and show us the right way. Yeah, and I think that the um, one of the perks of him being at AW is, I think, this is why he's done this. Because I just wonder if he's... Because he is a spiteful individual, I just wonder if he's done it just to be like, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't... Uh, have anyone as big as me on the roster so i'm going to go to wwe again just to prove how wrong you were and he would do that he's obviously grown as an individual in some ways because triple h and him managing to bury this kind of hatchet i guess because again the reason why he left wwe was a triple h and a dislike for him and the fact he's managed to look past that but i do wonder if the aw situation kind of motivated him more to go back to WWE. So, I don't know if you guys think... I think it'll be... It'll be interesting now, because I think that... We've got to see... A punk... Punk knows, and he must know, whether he... You know, I've said before, I enjoy that punk, you know is the voice of the voiceless and he beats to his own drum and he does all this. I've got no problem with that. I've got a lot of respect for that. But like I say, he has to know now if he, if he's grown as an individual in any way, shape or form, that some things you just have to, you have to pick what battles you're going to have. And, Mm. you know, I personally, Again, you could never say, you know, no one ever would or never say never, et cetera, et cetera. There's a big incident now involving Punk. I don't see that another professional wrestling company touches him. No, this is it. This is it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And he must know that. Like, he he has to know that. And I, you know, I just, yeah, I want to see him come out and just, what I actually, what I don't want to see, actually, and I I don't know if this will be a CM Punk thing or a WWE thing. We don't. Punk doesn't need to make reference or doesn't need to, you know, allude to AEW or the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega or anything. Every single promo he does, that doesn't need to happen. Like, just come in and just work your ass off with the talent that you're that you can work with, like. It, it, it I don't, think, I don't think he would do that. I think he's too. I think he's uh, much more creative than that to do, to do promos like that regularly. Uh, I but he did it plenty in AEW. Was yeah. like every other promo was mm. referenced in WWE in some way, and that's my biggest, yeah. like one of my biggest bugbears about AEW. Like, mm. why, why continually are you going on about WWE? Like, you, you don't need to. Yeah, very true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I just think it's you know, uh, you know sometimes it works, you know, so, and sometimes every now and then it's really like oh my god they just mentioned, you know, AEW or WW or AEW mentioned WWE or whatever. But when you have mm. 
six people within six pros, you know, make reference to it. It's like, well, are you, you know, do your own thing. You know, um, I will also say I would bet a lot of money if AEW do another one of their like Tuesday night dynamites, we see CM Punk on NXT. Yeah, I agree. I'll have another major announcement next week. Yeah. Uh, you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff that he loves doing. Um, so one of my things is obviously CM Punk, there seems to be uh, people say it's controversial and stuff. One of the biggest problems I've got with that is people say the CM Punk's controversial. It's like, why? Because he believes what he says and he doesn't, you know, kiss ass and he doesn't do what people tell him and he, you know, he just exposes people when they need to be. And it's like, he, it's wrestling. You know, he's not a politician and he's not, you know, saying something really, really controversial or homophobic or racist or anything. He's just an outspoken wrestler. And I just feel like this dislike for Punk is... Um, unjustified really i don't know if it really is necessary because it is just wrestling at the end of the day mm. and if you don't like him because you think he's overrated or you think his matches aren't very good that's totally fine and we're allowed to do that i just this hatred for the guy i just feel is unfair mm. people people don't like him why because he's unapologetically himself like what yes. what what's wrong with that that's that's the way absolutely everyone else should be everyone should be in this world go and be unique go and be yourself don't be a sheep don't follow the crowd and that's exactly what cm punk does and whether it's jealousy or bitterness or what the like why people don't like him yes he is a controversial character that that is like fact he is, he is a controversial character but it's because of what you said because he has these mm -hmm. outspoken views he says exactly there's no filter between brain to mouth he says mm -hmm. exactly what he's thinking and there's there's nothing wrong with that yeah absolutely and that's why i've always admired the guy for what he does and you know if you want to do a storyline continuation you should turn cm punk heel actually and the match could be he left WWE because of Triple H. Triple H can't wrestle anymore because of medical reasons. But I know someone who can, someone who wants to get his hands on you a lot, someone who really hits you with every fiber of his being. And, you know, that's you know, the man who's been helping WWE to be where they are now, the man who's at the top, Seth Rollins. He is, you know, the company guy. He's done everything he needs to do to make this company that it's the multi-billion dollar corporation that it is now. And you left because he's also goat. Yeah, that you could argue that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good story. Like, you know, it, again, bring that reality into it. CM Punk's always been that person, and he left because of something backstage. Finish that. Finish that story. Um, because it just works. For me. Yeah. Uh, you and, sound and like know, Cody Rhodes. We, um, we we know Seth will do business. We know that, like, yeah. you know, uh, and and again, I said this. I think I said it in our chat. You know, Seth, Seth did business with Riddle after Riddle body shamed his wife. Like, Seth will mm -hmm. Seth will do business with CM Punk because actually it was Seth that fired the first shots at CM Punk. So he can't yeah. like he can't not do that. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's. I think Seth will absolutely do business. Absolutely. Seth, Seth's done business with Cody. We know 
they both respect each other and their crafts. And Cody has said before, Seth is one of, one of the best in the world and, and vice versa, but they don't like each other. But they mm-hmm. they respect each other enough inside the ring to to know what's best for business. So yeah, I absolutely agree. He will do business with CM Punk. And I think I reckon that um, recording after the match when Rollins was you know, wanting to knock him out, and you know, you know, he fucking hates this guy, and you know all that stuff he was saying. I think it's he's also done that because he knows that like, well, you can't let him have anyone else except me because I've made it that personal already. You've, yeah. You can't ignore me putting my Stamp down and being like, I want this match with Phil, Phil Brooks. If it's me first, that's all I want. And I think he done that knowing fine well that everyone's going to see that and they can't just give it to somebody else now. But do you think CM Punk has like his first match? Do you think it's against Shinsuke Nakamura? Do you think that's where we're going with that? Or I See, it's really difficult because I... If there was a way for it to be both, I would love that. But there's not, like, because I think storyline-wise, it makes absolute sense for CM Punk to come down to the ring tonight, hit a GTS on Seth Rollins and Seth, like, Priest to cash in, and that's the start of the Seth Rollins-CM uh, Punk feud. But, mm. like, would would CM Punk in another feud, say, against Nakamura, which would be so good. And then you've just got this Seth Rollins thing in the background, slowly, slowly building, slowly amping up, and just everyone is then anticipating that interaction. And would that then make the feud bigger? Um, but then would it also over make everyone overlook the Shinsuke feud? Because you just know we're waiting to get to the Seth feud. So I, I, I don't know. I... I'd very much like him to have a feud against Nakamura, but I think it probably it does make the most sense for it to be Rollins first, really. Yeah. Well, I am um, also. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, like, the match at WrestleMania doesn't need to be for a title, does it not, Johnny? I mean, like, it, you, no. you don't need the title there. So I was going to say, do you think Rollins loses it before then? Yeah, like like I say, I, I think he potentially loses it tonight. Yeah. And, then, and then, like I say, I... I think just because of what's happened, what Seth has said before, and now that CM Punk's appeared, and what Seth said that uh, on Saturday night, I th- I don't think that can be ignored, and I think he has to go straight into. I think Punk and Seth has to be like now, and the more and more I think about it, we're all assuming that Shinsuke is talking about CM Punk, but what if he's talking about Randy Orton? Mm-hmm. Good point. There's yeah. much. I don't think I've seen that much happen yet. That would be oh, that'd be so good. Yeah. 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 I'm good what, however, I, I really, really like Shinsuke Nakamura. But if he's talking about Randy Orton or he's talking about CM Punk, there's no, there's no good outcome for Nakamura here. <laughs> no. 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 Definitely not. No. Um, I think I saw a report actually that said they were going to have Rollins against Punk at, at the the Royal Rumble. Which would you do it that early? I mean, again, we know. There's a storyline there, so do they have to keep it three months before they get to the match? Because we already know that's going to happen. Well, so. they've, they've they've got nine weeks to build it, I guess. The, the thing is, though, and they're like they they can have a match tonight on Raw. It doesn't. This has already got the build. So actually, if they were to just do it 
at the Rumble, mm. I I don't think that that would be too early. I think that would you know it would it would make sense. And just a quick one as well, slightly off the CM Punk trail. I just thinking about this as we've been talking. I know everyone you know wants almost to see Seth Rollins versus. Cody Rowe, uh, no, no, they don't. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. Fine. I, do, I still think Damian Priest versus Gunther would be a banger of a match. It may I not agree. have that same, that same star power, but name, name me four other matches that would have the star power because of the build-up of CM Punk, Seth Rollins. So yeah, no, I I fully agree with you. You know, mm-hmm. I I would not hate Damian Priest versus Gunther at Mania, not at all, because I think it'd be very good. Um, mm. and I and I, I just wouldn't. Yeah, I I just don't think that this Seth CM Punk needs a title. I, I, it's 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 yeah. far much more there for me. However, if they could hold off until that match in Mania. Until Mania, so I can see it in person. That would be great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that would be ideal. Yes, I would very much appreciate that as well. Um, but I wonder how much things have changed in terms of their plans now. Because if this was a, a deal that was sealed very, very late in the day, does that affect who fights for the World Heavyweight title? Does, again, I know I said it shouldn't have a title, but I still feel like Rollins will have it. And I just wonder if... Um, if they've changed plans now, and Gunter, who's been the workhorse, and it would be devastating if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, considering everything he's done. But I just wonder if they're going to change plans for that because of who's back. And as I say, there doesn't need to be a title, but they probably will have one. So, so that I think they either need to get... Obviously, I love Seth, but they either need to get the title off him ASAP, and let Priest have his moment in the sun, which is fully deserved. Or, and again, this is going to shit on Gunther, but Punk versus Rollins at the Rumble for the title, and Seth wins. So Punk enters the Rumble, wins the Rumble, and then says, look, we're going to run it back again at WrestleMania, and Punk wins at Mania. But, I'm in fully agreement. This match does not need a title involved. You can let Priest and Gunther go and fight for it. Let Priest, like I said, win it tonight. Gunther go and Priest can hold it all the way until Mania and fight Gunther. Mm-hmm. And like Stu said, that'd be an absolute banger of a match. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's so so good. Um, now again, we don't. I don't pay much attention to Dirt Sheets apart from when it, it suits me. Um, but apparently, <laughs> CM Punk uh, has signed a multi-year contract. I don't know. Again. We don't know for sure, just enjoy the ride, I say. But apparently he signed a multi-year deal as well. It's not just a one-and-done thing. So that's very interesting, if that's the case. Because like, it, there's plenty of time there from the main event WrestleMania, if that's true, as well. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And also, the first hour of Raw this week is apparently commercial-free. So oh, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much everything for today. Uh, is there anything you lads would like to add? Um, 
I don't have a don't delete the tweet, but I think Stu has one. Oh, yes. I I have one. Let me just... Uh, so, hey, at... What is CM Punk's Twitter handle? Hey, go, hey, at CM Punk, I know you're likely to be busy. Pretty busy. Uh, no, oh, no, can't spell busy. Pretty busy on Monday nights. Moving forward. But if you ever get a night off and want to chat, we'd love to have you on the snapbacks and bids podcast. XOXO. There we go. So, hang on, didn't you hear oh. that? Hey, at CM Punk, I know you're likely to be pretty busy on Monday nights moving forward, but if you ever get a night off and want to chat, we'd love to have you on the Snapbacks and Beers podcast, XOXO. You there should have go. said, P.S., Sunday's work too. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? He DMs me and goes, nah, but I can do Sunday. No, that's not what I said, Phil. No. <laughs> I'll check my rotor. <laughs> you work to our schedule. <laughs> I'm just going to say now, if 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 CM Punk said that he could come on our show on a Sunday, there is absolutely no way you're checking your rotor. You're calling it sick. <laughs> yes, I am. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah I hope your like, boss uh, doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they should. We need more <laughs> listeners. Um, but yeah. um, so, Stu, where can we find you on social media since you've just been tweeting on it? <laughs> so, to be fair, my Twitter isn't really um, as, as wrestling-based as everything else, but my main social is my TikTok, that wrestling guy, at TWG1991, where you'll find daily wrestling content of all varieties. And I'm trying to reach 5K. I'm trying to reach 5K. Amazing. And Johnny, where can we find you? Yes, yeah, so you can find me on TikTok at JE WrestleTalk for all your daily wrestling content. Um, I'm currently 200 away from 3K. If I could get to that before the end of the year, I would really enjoy that. And then hopefully try and push for 5K before I go to WrestleMania. If I could go to WrestleMania with 5K, that'd be great. So if you don't follow me and you like what we do, what any of us do, then please just go and give us a follow. Well, look, look at me, be- look at me begging for follows. <laughs> send, them ro- send them roses guys come on send them gifts like that. What's, what's my name uh, I was going to say <laughs> I won't <laughs> say <that>. <laughs> just call me the CM Punk of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me at Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok and I am trying to get 20k and have been for like the last year so just you know follow me at some point and I haven't got a deadline when I want that maybe end of 2024 when mgf debuts in wwe that would be ideal um but thank you guys as always and we will see you next time don't forget to follow the snapbacks and baits tiktok as well because there's some great content on there that you uh, you'll definitely love so cheers guys